the meal of frankfurters served by this Rasputin, and to land up in casualty. In wait for me there, I would find Dr. Karasi. Dr. Karasi, second in command in the casualty department, had killed off a twenty-one-year-old girl with peritonitis by misdiagnosing it as period pains. His lawyer, yours truly, got him off without the loss of a day's work or a penny of his salary. It wasn't a difficult case— the public prosecutor was an idiot, and counsel for the family a terminal illiterate. When he was acquitted, Karasi gave me a hug. He had bad breath, he was sweating, and he was under the impression that justice had been done. Leaving the courtroom, I avoided the eyes of the girl's parents. The bearded character left, and I, choking down nausea, prepared the appeal against the confiscation of his precious meals on wheels. Then I went home. On Friday evenings we usually went to the cinema, followed by dinner in a restaurant, always with the same bunch of friends. I never took any part in choosing the cinema or the restaurant. I did whatever Sarah and the others decided, and spent the evening in a state of suspended animation, waiting for it to end. Unless it turned out to be a film I really liked, but that happened increasingly rarely. When I got home that evening, Sarah was already dressed to go out. I said I needed at least a quarter of an hour, just time for a shower and change of clothes. Ah, she was going out with her own friends, was she? Which friends? The ones from the photography course. She might have told me earlier, and I'd have got myself organized. She told me the day before, and it wasn't her fault if I didn't listen to what she said. Oh, all right, there's no need to get in a half. I'd have tried to arrange something for myself if I'd had time. No, I had no intention of making her feel guilty. I only wanted to say just exactly what I had said. Very well, let's just stop bickering. She went out, and I stayed at home. I thought of calling the usual friends and going out with them. Then it seemed to me absurdly difficult to explain why Sarah wasn't there and where she had gone, and I thought they would give me funny looks, so I dropped the idea. I tried calling up a girl, who at that time I sometimes used to see on the sly, but she, almost whispering into her mobile, told me she was with her boyfriend. What did I expect on a Friday? I felt at a loose end, but then I thought I'd rent a good thriller, get out a frozen pizza and a big bottle of cold beer, and, one way or another, the Friday evening would pass. I chose Black Rain, even though I'd already seen it twice, I saw it a third time and still liked it. I ate the pizza and drank all the beer. On top of that, I had a whiskey and smoked several cigarettes. I flipped between television channels, discovering that the local stations had taken to showing hard porn again. This made me realize that it was one in the morning, so I went to bed. I don't know when I got to sleep, and I don't know when Sarah came in, because I didn't hear her. When I woke next morning, she was already up. I took my sleepy face into the kitchen, and she, without a word, poured me a cup of American coffee. Both of us had always liked American coffee, really weak. I took two sips, and was just about to ask her what time she had got back the night before, when she told me she wanted a separation. She said it just like that. Guido, I want a separation. After a long, deafening silence, I was forced to ask the most banal of questions. Why? She told me why. She was perfectly calm and implacable. 
Maybe I thought she hadn't noticed how my life had been in the last, let's say, two years. She, on the other hand, had noticed, and she hadn't liked it. What had humiliated her most was not my infidelity, and the word struck me in the face like spittle, but the fact that I had shown real disrespect by treating her like a fool. She didn't know if I had always been like this or had become so. She didn't know which alternative she preferred, and perhaps she didn't even care. She was telling me that I had become a mediocrity, and may have been one all along, and she had no wish to live with a mediocrity, not any longer. Like a real mediocrity, I found nothing better to do than ask her if there was someone else. She simply said no, and that in any case, from that moment on, it was no business of mine. Quite. This conversation didn't last long after that.